0: To guests and visitors, um, welcome to Third Street Community Church. Um, and to our regular attendant members, welcome as well. Uh, for those who don't know me, my name is Nate Chester, um, and I do have a new position here at the church. Um, I am over community outreach, pastoral care, uh, which I'm super excited about. Really have a heart and a passion for that field. So uh, I'm looking forward into the journey. That God has for that. So, this morning, um, once again, to our guests and visitors from Third Street volunteers and staff, we say Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers that are um, here with us this morning. Uh, It's great to see men in the church in these days. Um, So, just to recap, we are on a series, We Are Family. So, a couple weeks ago, we had Ms. Rachel, who came through and blessed us, um, and she talked about biblical uh, womanhood, and then after that, uh, Pastor Corey came through and he blessed us, uh, speaking about Genesis and how God created everything, created everything out of nothing, and after that, there was sin that came into the world, um, and because of it, there was a fall that happened with the structure of the family and how God intended um, it to be. And after that, we had uh, Pastor Dish, who came through and blessed us, um, to remind us that Jesus brings us back to how God intended the family to be through the church. Um, And this morning, I have an honor and a privilege to come before y'all to bless y'all with uh, the topic of manhood, Um, and what a better day to do it on Father's Day, and... um, I'm super excited. At the same time, I'm super nervous because manhood, which is only seven words, or seven letters, should I say, it's it's a big word. It's a big word. And I never really thought about it um, all the way up until uh, Pastor Corey asked me to share. And so I started digging into it, starting praying about it, and God's been wrestling with me about this word called manhood. Um, So if y'all would, before we start, I just need to pray and come to uh, God. And uh, to be honest, um, I'm wrestling with some things myself. So let me pray. And God said we need to get the, the plank out of our own eye before we look at our brother, okay? So if y'all would hold your hands with me. Uh, dear Father, I just come before your throne um, just to say thank you, Father, for um, just allowing your grace and your mercy, I um, mean, your forgiveness to reign loud, um, in my life, um, father, I've been a fool for many years, um, I've held a lot of, uh, unforgiveness, a lot of malice, um, because things didn't end up how I wanted it to be, and I had a vision on my life and what I think my life should be, um, but that's not how you intended it to be, father, um, and so I come before your throne, father, just to, uh, ask for forgiveness for, uh, for my wrongdoings, my wrong thinking, and uh, me being a fool, Father. Um, So as I go from here, Father, I pray that you decrease my spirit and just allow your Holy Spirit to uh, be made full in me so I can present your word to your children, uh, your your daughters, and your sons um, this morning. Thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. amen. Amen. All right, so I had to get that out the way for many years. I was away from God, and um, I was a fool, but I thought I wasn't. I thought I wasn't. Uh, Proverbs say this, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. So this whole time I'm, thought, I'm thinking that I'm a man, even at a young age. I can do this, right? I get taught how to do it, or I see somebody else do it. I think I know what's going on. Um, and so... I had a lot of malice and stuff build up with my with my pops, which is in the building this morning. And uh, I want to take the time out to say, Dad, uh, man, I love you. And um, I appreciate everything you did. And uh, for a long time, I had malice in my heart. Um, and all you did was be there. You was there the whole time. And um, you know, all the of stuff you, you did wrong, I looked at it like, I was expecting you to be my God, and you 're not, and that 's not fair, so my expectations for you was was too high. We are just men, and I just got to get that out. Um, my dad is a wonderful dad man um, he taught me he taught me structure uh, last time last year, when I came up here to preach, I talked about the triangle that God has blessed me with, and it 's basically my foundation on my structure on who I am to this day. Um, the left side of the triangle um, is my mother. my mom is uh, the good, the good love, the soft love, should I say? My mom, she brought, um, you know, she she cooked, she she took care of my laundry, she nurtured me, she comforted me, uh, compassion, that soft love. The right side was my grandmother. My grandmother brought uh, God, um, the word to me, um, and also through my mother as well, um, and that that was definitely needed, and the foundation was my pops now when I was younger and I was a fool I didn't even look at it as that I tried to remove him because of the stuff he did wrong but I do wrong we all do wrong what men ain't gonna do wrong right so so just to be honest like we gotta we gotta be honest men has to be honest so I just want to be honest and say that triangle on how God created um you know um my life and brought me up through my testimony um you know that's what worked. That's what worked in our house. My mom didn't go to work. My dad took care of the financial uh, burden. He he worked all the time. Took care of whatever was outside. He made sure grass was cut. You know we had chores. Uh, my mom took care of the house. She she had a call to cook. Some of y'all didn't have her food. Y'all understand, <laughs> right? And um, you know that's how our family worked. And um, a man. Let me let me let me talk about. Let me talk about manhood. So as a man, um, going into the world, going into the school, what I thought a man was, financial gain, you know, having, having profit, um, having all these accolades, having all these trophies, or a lot of women. You know, this is what the world say a man is. A man, don't cry. You know, uh, this, is, this is an emoji for a man, right? <laughs> That's the man emoji, right? um but but God says um it's a little different than that and it's it's more to it um and so i say um you know my dad is my hero for sticking around let me get uh the verse let me get it started um the verse God was quiet for 400 years after the old testament and he didn't speak For 400 years. But the last thing God spoke to his children was this. Malachi, the last verse before the New Testament, he said, His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I will come and strike the land with the curse. That is the word of God and it is true. Um, When we speak about curses and, and, and look how the family structure is, From the fall, from Genesis, when man lost the presence of God, lost the authority that came from the fathering of God, Uh, we fell away. And it's evident in our community um, through, uh, you know, fathers not being there and and the whole nine. And so that's why I want to emphasize and and thank my father for breaking the curse, um, literally, and staying. Let's clap for that. Breaking the curse. Just fighting to get back the kingdom of God's family how it intended to be. But in that process, understand, Third Street, that the devil is at war with God's family. This is not a playground. We are literally in a war. Um, And it has nothing to do with uh, flesh and blood. Paul spoke about it in Ephesians. Uh, We are not wrestling against flesh flesh and blood, but we're wrestling against the rulers that we cannot see. The enemy. Right? It's a true battle. And um, with that being said, the structure, how God intended it to be in Genesis, where he intended the man to be the head, he gave the man five things before he gave him a woman. And I want you all to write these things down. Um, And I'm going to talk to the married couples, um, and then I will reach out to the single um, individuals as well. But the five points, um, I want you all to know. Five things that God has given a man before He give, he's given him a woman is this. Um, his presence. Number one, God gave man his presence in the Garden of Eden. Um, number two, he gave him work. He gave him a job to do. Way before the woman was even created, y'all. So just a quick shot to my fellas. You ain't got the presence of God. You ain't got work, leave a women alone. I'm just keeping it real, just keeping it real. Also, um, cultivating. God gave the man, um, he wired the man in a way to cultivate, to make everything that comes in his presence better, right? To maximize the full potential of everything that is in front of the man. That's how we are wired, um, as individuals, as, as man, um. Also, God gave a man a purpose. He told him to protect. So we are wired to protect. Wired. From our creation as a man to protect. And the last thing God gave us was his word. And so those are the five things. And then after that, he said the man that, that has the presence of God, the man that is able to work, the man that is able to cultivate, anything, make anything better in his presence, um, the man that is able to have a purpose, right, to protect, and a man that has God's words, that's able to deliver God's word, then he said, it's not okay for this man to be alone, and that's when he brought woman. And so, understand, we are um, in a war. The devil is at war with God's family. Um. So, the structure of, you know, my household growing up, my mom was a stay-at-home mother, um, and it worked. My dad went out, and it worked. But fast forward, it's not like that no more. We are living in a society where the family is turned upside down, and because of that, when the man lost the presence of God, he lost what? His confidence. Right? He lost his identity, right, and the whole family is shooken up. So um, the schemes of the devil, just to name a few, and we could we could go on and on how the devil wants to try to flip upside down uh how God intended the family to be. You know, God says, "You know, God, man, woman, animal. The devil wanted to be animal, woman, man, and get rid of God. There are systems that, uh, because of the fall, that are placed to combat the will of God for the family. The devil is at war. I'm telling you all, the devil is at war with the family of God. Mass incarcerations, right, on the man, especially the black man. It's, it's, it's a system set up to get the man out of the household. We talk about government assistance, a uh, place to help people who, who are in need. But because of the system turned upside down, it's now became uh, what, what used to be helping, which still is helping, I'll say that. Um, now it's put in a position to hurt a man because now a woman has, um, you know, that which a man is supposed to provide, protect, right? Um, and I even go as deep as saying this. In some cases, dogs has, has more purpose than a man. Come on. This is the world we're living in because of the fall. We all have been affected by the fall. Ain't nobody exempt. Um, For example, World War II. Back in World War II, uh, the man went off to war. The woman would stay at home in in most cases. Um, And because of World War II, the woman was forced to, to go and work. A woman should not be obligated to work. If she wants to, good. She should not be obligated, right? And so a woman was obligated to work. So she had to go to the factory and take care of the full household. I did that for one week, and I was like, God, there, you are real. You do exist. And I've met you through your daughter, right? So um, there's, you know, when that happened and the man came home, and I told you how a man is wired. We, we get our confidence from, from showing up and saying, here goes some money to pay the bills. I feel good. Here goes some, uh, some food, babe. Oh, you, you going to turn it into a meal. Oh, that makes us feel good, right? It's just the way we was wired. And what happened, the enemy used the fall and used war, wages of war, to go against the family. And so the lanes was blurred. And there was a crash. And then you got divorces. You got men who are insecure about a woman working. You know what I mean? I'm just keeping it real. This is, this is the schemes that the enemy is using against the family. Women, we have to be aware. We have to be aware of what a, what a man needs. And also, men, we have to be confident in knowing that our strength don't come from our muscles. Manhood has nothing to do with physical. That's malehood. Manhood has to do with mental, intellect, smarts, and um, so. In World War II, that, that was a scheme that the, the enemy used with war to try to break the family away. And fast forward to now, um, fast forward to now with uh, you know with with young people uh, being called young women. And older women being called to take the place of a man and obligated to step up and step out, even though the man left because he was so insecure about himself and not knowing who he is because we stepped out of the presence of God. And see, when you step out of the presence of God, you don't know who you are. Right? You don't. You can't. He's our father. We can't know who we are. And and, and with that being said, um, a man, when a man don't know who he is, he tries to be the man. Understand me? This is the ladder, the devil's ladder. We try to climb. Oh, maybe if I could just do my thing in sports, I can be the man, right? Maybe if I can just go to college, right, establish some type of structure, business organization, I can be the man. And the lack of the father, us running away from God, being sent away from the presence, we are affecting not only our family, the community, but the world at whole. So, men, we got to get back home. Uh, There is a war with the family of God, and we're leaving our families, the women, to Provide for themselves, protect themselves. Um, it's hard. I'm going to keep it real. It's hard as a man. We have a lot on us, a um, lot of expectation. Like I said, I'm, I'm 31. I got four kids. And last night I was up all night wrestling. God was working with me um, because I had a lot of malice against my dad, right? And I should be like I was so busy. Uh, trying to be a man, I forgot to be a boy. I'm going to say it one more. I, w- I was so busy trying to be the man, I say it like that. I forgot to be a boy, right? And all these years passed, and I neglected my father. There is a war, and the devil is trying to affect the family of God. We're gonna get this word today. We're gonna get freed. I promise y'all. I promise y'all. We all been affected by the fall. And um God says that pride comes before the fall. And uh as a man, I could tell y'all, I deal with pride on a daily. All right, it's the systems that, that's at me, uh, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, um, just to fit in, just what, what is normal, right? just to fit in, and, um, you know, just being taught, like, to be honest, my dad is a survivor. He didn't have his dad, and so my dad just surviving, trying to teach a boy how to be a man, I never seen my dad cry. Have my dad cried? I can almost guarantee yes, but has he let his son see that? No. Why? Because how the world teaches us is don't cry, and he didn't want to show me weakness. Why? Because his world is a monster. And it will eat us up away from God, right? Away from God, that's the key. Um, My son, um, this is a quick story with him. He, uh, my son is, man, he above and and way past his age. He only seven, world-wise, dude. He worries a lot. And um, something that he always says, he always says, I don't feel like doing this, Dad. Like, I don't feel like going to school. Like, I don't feel like getting up, like. He feel like he just want pleasure. He want everything to be fun. He want to do what the body want to do. But we know that we living in a uh, in a world where there's a war between the body and the spirit, right? And I have to teach him that at a young age. And um, what's very important to me, um, and as a man, whenever a young man, an old man, any man expresses himself, we have to let that be okay, right? We can't be so quick to say, get out your feelings, right? And so, and, and so this is the word that God gave me. He said, feelings matter, but the truth is the truth matters more. This is, a, this is a call for men. The truth is our feelings matter, men. And it's very important for us to get together and express that. The Bible teaches us that iron sharpens iron. We can't get away from that. Um, so it's very important for us to to be open and express our feelings And then after a while, we say, the truth matters more. So what the truth is? The truth is, I don't feel like going to work. But if I don't, who going to provide for my family? If I don't provide, then I'm just helping. I'm at war with God. Talk to me. You see what I'm saying? So we have to understand that feelings matter, but the truth matters more. As a man, it is very important to embrace compassion. The manliest man I know, um, and just off of the time and me wanting to be a great stewarder, I didn't want to put it on the board, but I do want y'all to write these down, men, so you can go and check these verses out. Jesus, the manliest man I know, uh, the same man in Matthew 21 who, uh, flipped the table in church because they was doing wrong in in his dad's house, right? That same man that came through with righteous anger, that same man, um show compassion to a woman in in John 4 um the woman at the well the Sam- Samaritan woman and at that time we know that you know Jews and Samaritans they they was what we call ops they would never speak it's not good seeing seeing them speak you know but Jesus said whatever with all that I'm showing compassion why because that's a real man uh Jesus wept right The same man that flipped the table wept. We have to teach our kids how to cry. It's a way to cry. You don't cry forever. You cry for a little bit. And then whatever the truth is, you get over that, right? The oldest man I know, this this guy, Chester Jackson, um, He's 88 years old, very wise. I met him through Habitat for Humanity. He actually uh, helped uh, start Habitat for Humanity here. He's a volunteer for them. He's a great man. And um, when I was at Habitat for a while, I would always talk to him, and he would give me great wisdom. Um, wise man. I mean, head full of grays, face full of grays. I didn't, there's no black hair on his head. He's um, full, of, full of wisdom, and I asked him. I was able to cut his hair a couple days ago, and I said, Hey, you know, Mr. Chester, I said, um, you know, in a couple of days I'll be sharing, you know, uh, a sermon about manhood. I said, can you give me any wisdom? And uh, <laughs> he, 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 a grandpa. You know what I mean? You know how grandpas be? He, well, he was like, well, <laughs> he said, manhood, yeah, manhood, that's a big word. He said, um, he said, well, um, manhood to me is j- you just do right. You just do right, and uh, and then he said, um, he said, if you got a family, you, you do right by your family. If you if you're a community man, yeah, you, you do right by your community. He, he didn't say right. He said you do right. You do right by your community. And um, then the last thing he said was profound, and it was confirmation. He said, um, he said, a man. He said, a man just does the golden rule. Yeah. The golden rule. Treat others how you want to be treated. Jesus summed the whole law up, 600-something laws, with two scriptures. In Matthew, Jesus said, you must love your, your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Second is equally important. He said, love your neighbor as yourself the entire law and all that it demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So so understand, fellas, what we've been taught and the schemes that the devil is trying to do to keep us um, in the God seat, we're not supposed to be in the God seat. See, the Bible say that when two or more are present, you know, God is there. We can have the presence of God back now by the church and what Jesus has done for us. Right? But no by no means are we are we to sit in the God's seat. And it's it's so religious to think that this is ours. No, we just holding it for God. That's where like fear, fear was built up in me. Um when when I got a family, you know, men can men can test that you have all this to, to care for, all this to protect, and um you know, it's so much that that that's going on in the world, and you just don't know how to do it. You just I just don't know how to do it. And um I can't depend on on um well I'm not independent, should I say that? I'm not independent. God speaks to me in weird ways, and um God showed me that I'm not independent on Mother's Day this year. He showed me I'm not independent by The wound that I still have, the scar that I have, and that all of you have that shares with me. And what that wound or that scar is, is the belly button. He reminded me that I needed a woman, right? I needed somebody to nurture me, to give me, to feed me, when I couldn't feed myself. Even after he cut me from my mom, I still needed her. See what I'm saying? And through the pain, childbirth, right? My mom still loved me. As a, if I was a woman, I, man, you better get this away from me. You know what I'm saying? You here, go on now, go on about your business. But, you know, God just showed me that I am dependent with the belly button. See, scars, wounds, our strength comes from the struggle. I say it again, our strength comes from our struggle. Um, we are at war still. With the enemy, he doesn't want us to know this. He wants us to run from that pain. Whenever we see pain, we say, "Uh uh-uh, it's a storm that way. I'm going this way. You know what I mean? That's what he wants us to do. But write this down, fellas. Matthew 26, the manliest man I know, Jesus Christ, when he was in the garden getting ready to uh, take the cup of the wrath of God, the son needed the father. The manliest man I know needed the father. So who am I to say I don't need minds? I said that right there. Let me be a good steward of time, and let me go out with sharing this verse. Well, not a verse. Let me share this story real quick. My son Nate, like I said, he's a great warrior. Not like he's strong. He worries. He has a big heart, and he cares. <laughs> right? And so he he worries he worries a lot. Uh, for some reason, dude like loved the news. At a young age, I had to tell him like, "Yo, turn the TV off, like, watch cartoons or something, right?" Yeah, he just loved the news, like. And I'm talking about like when when floods happen, you know, hurricanes. He be like, just glued. And um, so there's this vision that God showed me. Uh, it's a tornado, and As the tornado is going on, I'm standing in the middle of the tornado, feet grounded. I see my son outside of this tornado, right? And he's being blown by the winds of the storm. And I'm yelling, Nate, come here. Trust me. He like this. He trying to get grounded, but he like this. He blown over here. And I'm screaming, Nate, come here, man. Listen, it ain't no winds in here. Right, the winds can't hurt you in here. He like, right, he like all oh, this, right, he doing all that. And so it's hurting me because I'm screaming and I'm playing it. And I'm saying, Nate, come here, come here. And he's not listening. And, and, and it hurts me because I can reach in, reach out and grab him. I can do that. He's in arm reach. But he's just being blown and it kills me. It kills me. Um, It kills me. Because I'm sitting here trying to tell him, faith, I believe. You have to believe. And he's just being blown. And although I want to grab him and pull him in, Third Street Community Church, it's not real love. It's not real love. Real love is when you say, come, son. And he chooses free will, chooses to come. The son needs the father. We're going to go into a time of reflection. But before that, I want to share this verse. We are at war with the devil and he's trying to kill the kingdom of God and how his structure was intended to be for the family. How do we defeat this? Thank God for the word of God. Revelation 12, 11 says, And they have defeated him, our adversary, the devil, by the blood of the lamb, by Jesus Christ, accepting him as our Lord and Savior, Saying that I can't do it on my own. Father God, I need you. I'm not the man. I'm not the man. I can't do this. I need your help. And by the, by the by, our testimony, I shared a little piece of me this morning with y'all. That's what the whole wrestling was about. I didn't want to be humiliated, right? I didn't want to be feel like I wasn't Superman. But I'm not. Be honest, I'm Clark Kent. And the best thing I ever told my wife is I'm a rookie, but I'm willing. I'm here. I love you. I will cultivate you. Just respect me. Give me a chance. And I will show you that with God, we can bring back and restore this kingdom. And they did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die. My grandma always told me. Son or grandson, you, you're not living until you're willing to die. In a lot of years, Paul said this, it's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ who lives in me. It's no longer I who lives, but it's Christ that lives in me. That's where the strength is at, y'all. As men in this community, we have to get back to the presence we have to get back to the presence of God. Our women need us, the church need us. And so, before we respond, I have a challenge. I have a challenge for those who say, you know what, Minister Chester, I feel like that son or daughter that, that's blown by those winds of life, that's me. And I don't want to be blown anymore. I want to come home to my father who is also faithful, loving, and is waiting for our return. I challenge you to come up here. When We'll have people up here praying. I challenge you all to come up out your seats and come to get prayer and receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because he is the only way back back home but if you're that individual that says you know what um i already already accepted god I already came home right this is my challenge for you how are you invested how much are you invested um into the kingdom and are you willing to go deeper How invested are you in the kingdom? or Are you willing to go deeper? Also, it's a challenge for you. Um, Is your endurance growing? See, God says the trials and the tribulations that happen in our life, his hand is big enough to stop everything. So if he allows the storms in to test our faith, are we allowing our endurance to grow? Or are we running and staying where we're comfortable? Think about that. Are you allowing your endurance to grow? Um, and last but not least, are you enjoying the journey? See, I say a lot of times as, a, as an insecure man, I thought that blessings were like cars, you know, a lot of clothes, um, a lot of food a um, lot of financial, right? I thought it was things, but it could be a curse. And true blessings could be the struggle. That's where our power could come from. So strength comes from the struggle. We only beat the, the devil by the blood of Jesus and our testimony. See, our test, the test is, brings our testimony. The, the, the mess brings our message so i challenge y'all how bad is bad really so with that being said uh we also will have communion um the blood for the body i mean the, the bread for the body that christ sacrificed the blood what he shed for our sins We'll we passed out we'll have a time of uh reflection, uh, of a response. Um, so let me pray and then, um, you guys will be able to respond.